Two guys. Two topics. Two, two, two. two opinions. You talk. Give me two. This is the split story of the day on 97.5, 1280 The Zone. And The Zone Sports Network. Had we played really well defensively, I would feel the same way about how we have work to do. It's not, you can't do something for one possession. You can't do something for one quarter. You can't do something for one game. It's the investment you make in it that ultimately that creates the, the grit and the fiber. And, and that's just, we got to work. And we got to keep working and pay attention to details. And, and results will follow that. You know, we've been working. And sometimes when you put time into something and you work at it, you kind of have, have an expectation. that It's okay, I, I did this and you know, I bought my ticket. Now I get to turn it in and go on the ride. All right, Gordon, that was Quinn Snyder as the Jazz wrapped up uh, the preseason with a loss last night to the Blazers, 126 to 118. And I've got to say, uh, we've got all the postgame sound up on our, our website. Mm-hmm. Um, if, if folks didn't get a chance to hear uh, the postgame sound from last night, we, in fact, we have uh, the entire postgame show that I did with uh, Coach Chiesa is up at 1280thezone.com. But I, th- I thought the postgame interviews from Coach Schneider and Mike Conley in particular, actually Rudy too, all, all of them, were really insightful actually to where the Jazz are and, and the task that lays in front of them. And uh, you, Mike Conley said some interesting things about, you know, how he has to break some of his habits and, mm-hmm. and learn some new things and, and develop some different habits. I thought that was really insightful. You think about it, Gordon, a guy plays his entire career one place for a couple of different coaches and, you know, it, he gets used to what they do and how they do it and it comes to a different franchise and it's. It's a different thing for him. He yeah. has to learn different habits. And, um, and it's not a matter of how good these players are. It's a matter of adjustment. It really is. That's what it is. As I'm watching this, I'm not saying, oh, that player, player A sucks. Or player B isn't as good as I thought he was. Although I can't understand. I do not get what's going on with Bogdanovich's shot. Uh, Coach Chiesa had uh, had an interesting insight on that last night. What did he say? He said he's aiming it. Yeah, I and, can I can agree with that. And he he talked about his the the placement of his shot being a little bit too dead on center, and he needs to move it over to the side so he can see a little bit better. Coach gave well, I, I think he should shoot it the way he always shoots it. But the, I guess that's the point: is he's not shooting it the way he's always shot. Uh, isn't he's, he? He's aiming it because probably he's going through these adjustments that we're talking about. Why why wouldn't he shoot it the way he always did? As far as his form goes, that seems really strange to me. Well, that's the observation. Why would you, why you come into an environment that's new to you? You're playing with players who are new to you. Why would you make another new thing happen? Well, I and do- that is changing your shot. That, that that seems absolutely counterproductive to me. I I think the point is that it's not necessarily intentional that he's aiming it as opposed to shooting in rhythm like he has in the past. So well, I'm not exactly sure what that means. but I, I, well, well, we're talking yeah. about a fractions of, of yeah. centimeters. I mean, we're not talking about all of a sudden he's got the Sean Marion side of the ear <laughs> shot put. I mean, we're talking, you know, shot doctor stuff. Well, he, he obviously, I mean, if he shoots the way he normally does in that game last night, the Jazz probably win it. I mean, you talk about all the adjustments in the world, but when you go over, you have a guy who is one of your main shooters who who puts an over up. He's over nine, and over five from from three. That that's going to mess up your offense. I and, don't. I don't think that's going to 
that's not going to be the norm. Well, I, no, I don't think it is. I, I mean, we've all seen this this kid shoot. He, he can shoot it. He's just not making his shots right now, whether he's aiming it, whether he's got it off to the side, whether it's in his way. I mean, uh, what, whatever it is, he's not making his shot. And that's that's really disrupting the Jazz's offense. Uh, you can't. You can't really get by with that when you're you're counting on someone to play at a certain level, and he isn't. So uh, that doesn't address the defensive issues. So, I mean. Okay, I, I'm glad you went there, Gordon, because here's here is is my concern coming out of the preseason. All right, and you tell me if I'm overreacting mm-hmm. or if, if you disagree. I've been planning on the Jazz taking a, a step back defensively. I just think the makeup of the team isn't isn't as conducive to the dominant defense that we've seen over the past couple of years. Uh, the, I, I also thought that it's not going to be as good at the beginning of the season as it will once everybody gets familiar with playing each other and on the same page. However, it might be rough at the first part of the season. I was it, we're, we're not just talking step back. We're talking about it might be rough. Well, it was rough last year. I mean – more so even possibly <laughs> and i'm not necessarily talking about losses i'm just talking about overall defensive efficiency all right it, well, it, it might then, not just be average it might be rough well then let's talk about what's what's different first of all okay obviously Derek favors is not on the floor but Derek favors was not on the floor a lot of times when rudy was on the floor they were sometimes. Okay, so Derek Favors is gone. He's a fine defensive player. Was Jay Crowder that great a defender? Well, we've talked about this several times. I think it's I think a big part of the problem is size. They went from a big team, a uniquely big team, to a small team. So, okay, so uh, Mike Conley is shorter than Ricky Rubio. Is he a worse defender? So he's a different defender, and actually, Mike himself in the post game gave a, a great example of, of what I'm talking about. And like I said, these these guys gave great post game interviews. Do we have last that night. Uh it, We we have it somewhere. We could possibly find it. But he gives a really good explanation about one defensive thing that the Jazz do that he's not used to, and that's when he gets beat on the perimeter to just let his guy go, just let him go, ole it. The, the bullfighter, just go ahead and go. Well, he, ha- he hasn't been doing that uh, on some occasions. I've seen him trail his his man after he's gotten beat. Well, so is that is that a habit but, he's got to break? But here's why, okay, because the Jazz have Rudy Gobert in the middle. Yeah. So the Jazz play this a little bit different than other other teams uh, where if if he gets – do you have it, Austin? Let's let's yeah, give let's it a listen. It. And, and yeah. Uh, Conley, yeah, let's, let's give it a listen. Um, do you have it right now, Austin? I'm sorry. Or do we need to give you a minute? Okay, we've got it. Uh, give this a listen to how he breaks this down and, and, and why it's different the way the Jazz do it. You know, different mindsets on the defensive end. And um, here is different because we, we put a lot on Rudy. And we put a lot on Rudy to, to protect the paint. So, like, we don't have to help as much uh, off of shooters and off of, um, you know, drivers and stuff like that. So I'm so used to packing the paint and, and working my way out. Um, but now I'm just trying to find that fine line and being in help, being able to get back to my man um, and understanding that, you know, like Rudy's telling me all the time, he's like, if they drive by, you just let them go. And I'll, you know, I'll meet him at the rim and you block my guy out. And, you know, so I'm trying to get used to all that. And um, I think, like I said, the more we play together, you know, it's still so early that we have just so much more room to improve. It, it, I'm, I'm still very excited about it. 
So, so that's not a matter of size. No, but hold on. On the when he gets beat and lets him go to Rudy, then he has to rotate over and block out Rudy's guy. Mm-hmm. When you're six one and you're his size, that is really hard to do. If you've got a little more size like Ricky Rubio, you have a little bit more flexibility. You really think a couple inches in height is going to make I that big a difference on a blockout? I absolutely that's do. That's positioning your body, and that's that's a matter of getting yourself to do that as opposed to, okay, if I do that, I'm going to be much less effective because I, I lack two inches on my height. I, you know what I mean? I, I mean, sometimes those little guys get in the way of the big guys, and the big guys hate that. And it can be every bit as effective if you know to do it. His size is going to be different. It's going to put them at a disadvantage. And that's just one example that I'm pointing at. But, yes, I also think that applies to some of the habits that he's trying to break. He needs to be comfortable with with letting the guy go to Rudy. He also talked about how he's getting used to Rudy directing the the defense and how it's different than the the way that Mark, uh, Mark Gasol used to do it. Well, those guys used to just beat the living daylights out of teams. Well, and, and they were like the Jazz were last year, where they were uh, a big team. They were a big physical team. They had the Very big, physical. big bodies, yeah. big dudes. But that was, had, that but was they, back when, when Rudy Gay was, was thin and playing wing. But you know, they, he was but a they big still, guy. But they still had Conley in the lineup. So, I mean, it's uh, it, it, this can be overcome. I think that's more of a habit than a, a size deficiency that's really going to cost them. I talked to a few people last night who are, are definitely concerned about the Jazz size defensively, and that's going to be uh, an adjustment because their their task is more difficult. And plus, is that, yeah, but that's because Bogdanovich is in the lineup instead of Derek Favors, right? That's yeah, that's part of or Royce O'Neal, which we're seeing neither Jeff Green or Royce O'Neal play that that four position. Yeah, I mean, you look, look at last night. Either one of those guys is a terrible matchup for Zach Collins. And Zach Collins had a really good game. Yeah, I did. So there's there's a difference in size right there that's going to have an impact. It, it's just they're going to have to play differently. Well, yeah, I agree with that. But right now it's almost like whack-a-mole. It's whack-a-mole. Because the, the Jazz made some adjustments during the offseason, and they whacked the mole. But now the mole's changing. 100%. And so now they've got to whack another mole. Which is what Quinn Snyder is doing, but it's just going to take some time yeah. with these guys playing together. Yeah. It's exactly what he's doing. If, if you listen to his entire post-game press conference, it's it's all – he's communicating all about defense. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, he, and, said, and he, he said the other night, he said the, the offense is going to take care of itself. Exactly. He hardly – he dismisses any, you know, kind of notion if, uh, you know, somebody brought up, brought up Bogdanovich, obviously, last night in the postgame. You're going to be fine. He's not worried – he is not worried about that offense, and he's just – he's he's doing what you're talking about. He's whacking the mole. Even if – That feels even, so weird to say, by the way. Even, but, were you any good at whacking the mole? No. Uh, Austin, could you whack the mole? Uh, I'm not answering that. I uh, it's, it's a tough – it's a tough thing to do. You know, you sort of got to be really quick. With your hands, this is what I get for participating in one of your analogies. But it's a good one. But I think that's I think that what what he's doing is he's going to fix it. And I, 
I, I think the Jazz will be a good defensive team. I, I, I do believe that that will happen. Uh, a matter of time we can debate about it. But what I, where I'm concerned is the beginning of the year, because we've talked about the start, and, yeah. and it is important. At the beginning of the year, instead of just kind of being mediocre as they get used to each other, I'm a little concerned that it's going to be worse than that. Okay, so let me ask you this question. I, I, was, uh, I was asked by the Tribune for the Jazz preview section to write a column that essentially addresses the question, can the Jazz contend for a title? Should I, and, and, and I wrote it earlier this week, do I need to adjust that thing? Probably too late to do that now, but... Do, should I adjust that thing or try to adjust that thing based on what we've seen in this preseason? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. So you think whatever, the, wherever the mole is going to raise its head, that uh, that uh, Quinn Snyder is going to be able to whack it? Yep. I think he's. I think he, he's. He is so smart that he. He. I think he will put together a plan for this team. Uh, but did he see this coming? Did what he ask him that last night? Uh, not that specifically, but I mean, you know, knowing Quinn Snyder like we do, I guess it'd be yes. Because he's probably burning it pretty, pretty hot right now, trying to find the answers. And this week, between what happened last night and the opener uh, against OKC, is th- this may be the most important week of the season. Yep. And they're not even playing a game. It is a different challenge for him, however. I mean, the past couple of years, it's. All right, let's let's tape together an offensive system that's going to manufacture us some yeah. points to keep us in games. And this year now it's okay. We've got to tape together the defense till we all get on the same page. It, it, but but it's even worse than that, I think, because when you have Bogdanovich going zero for nine, that 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 just blows a hole in the bottom of your boat. Because okay, if the Jazz are not going to be quite as good defensively, they have to be better offensively, and they can't be having one of their main shooters go zero for nine. Put put the Bogdanovich thing out of your mind. He's well, gonna, this has been be going fine. on. I know he is. He's I know he is. Fine. But this is this is contributing to the Jazz's spiral right now. I, I think the defensive stuff is is a lot more concerning to their yeah. production in the in the regular season. But they might have been able than, to make they might have been able to make up for this if they if their guys were. I mean, some of the other guys shot the ball pretty darn well. I mean, you know, I mean, they're going to score points. I agree with you. But they might have been able to overcome some of these defensive liabilities had they shot the ball a little better from one of their main guys. And, but maybe it's a good thing that it hasn't happened because it, it's, it has definitely caught the attention of the players. They are, when Quinn Snyder says to them, fellas, we need to communicate better, we need to connect better at the defensive end, those guys are listening right now. If they were ever not listening, they understand exactly what he's saying. Because, like he said after the loss the other night, uh, who was it uh, on Monday night? Um, I who it was Sacramento? Sacramento. He said, Quinn said something that was really profound. He said, and I'm paraphrasing here, but it was essentially those guys know what this feels like, and they don't like it. They don't like it. And the core members of the Jazz, they are used to that defense being able to to, to clamp down and frustrate teams. And right now, they're running ragged out there. I mean, what was that last night? I mean, how many open looks did did the Blazers get? How many open looks from a column? 
Yeah, there there were plenty. And real quick, not to you know overly defend the Jazz, but uh, McCollum and Lillard were making. They were making some tough shots, and they were red hot. Well, it seems like every time they play the Jazz, they hit those shots. Yeah, they're, well, they're really good players. Portland is also, uh, you know, a dangerous team in the West. They're that for a reason. Yeah. I, huh? I think, it, and not to, to beleaguer the point on Zach Collins, but I think that's, that's going to be an example of where they're vulnerable. And not every team has a player uh, his size play in that position, but I think they're going to have to figure out an answer for that. Do they need to make another move? Well, we'll see. I mean, if it goes the way you think and Bogdanovich is never going to make another shot again. No, I'm not might... talking about the offense. I'm talking about the defense. Um, yeah, he's never going to make another shot. That's what I said. never going to make another shot <laughs> in the NBA. Uh, they might need to. But I, I, listen, I think a lot of their problem right now is everybody figuring out how to get onto the same page. It's new guys learning a bunch of stuff. And that's what, another thing with, with Bojan's shot. He's got a lot on his plate. I mean, even in the one-on-one I did uh, during camp, uh, what was that last week or a couple of weeks ago, where he talked about how different everything was. Yeah, he's, he's learning. Mike Conley's learning. He admitted that last night. Jake, you could have played for the Jazz last night and at least made one shot. No, I doubt it. Maybe not. 0 for 9. That's, that's jacked up, man. Yeah, and Mike Trout probably had a couple of games where he struggled, <laughs> but the dude's still going to hit three twenty. I mean, that's the thing with the with shooters. Yeah. It's gonna it's gonna come back to them. It's gonna come back to who he is. You know, numbers don't lie and all that. You just here's the thing with Bojan. You don't want it to be like like Jay Crowder where it comes in bunches. You want him to find some consistency, and have a, if he's going to shoot forty percent from three, you want that consistently throughout the year. The, the issue with Jay was one game he'd make six threes, and you're going, holy cow, the yeah. Jazz look good tonight. Uh-huh. And then for a whole week, he wouldn't make another three-pointer. Well, it seems like uh, Bogdanovich hasn't made a three-pointer in recent memory. I know. You're, but you're, you're, focused. I'm not you're focused on that. No, That's no, right. I agree with you that the defense is, is, is the major That's emphasis. the challenge. Yeah, yeah, and Quinn knows that, and that's why he's talking the way he's talking. By the way, I have a question for you. Oh, boy. I noticed that you're pronouncing Bogdanovich's name Boyan. Is it Boyan or is it Boyan? Boy or Bo? Well, obviously, I've always said Bo. But I've always heard it as Boyan. Boyan. And if I'm going to be talking to you about Bogdanovich we every day, we need to figure out how to say his name. Is it Boyan or Boyan? Well, let's bring up uh, his basketball reference. We'll figure it out during the break. All right. Uh, Stay tuned. More straight ahead on The Big Show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.